Hi, everybody. As promised, I'm back with Richard Rudd to continue our conversation about the gene key so we can dive deeper into the real potential of our lives, overcome the shadows, treat ourselves gently and non-judgmentally. And so what I'd like to ask you to do, if you choose to, just to make it more fun, is if before you watch the rest of this, if you go to genekeys.com, go to free profile, enter your data and pull up your own profile, you're going to see Richard and I talking about our own profiles and how these pieces work together. So it might be fun for you to stop every now, pause every now and then look at your own gene keys while we're talking. So just go ahead and download that. So meanwhile, let's go to Richard talking about this time, our life's purpose and our genius. Everybody has an aspect of themselves that truly holds genius. So we're going to be looking at the genius sequence of the gene key. So let's go to Richard. Hi, Richard. It's good to see you again. Hey, lovely to be here, Regina. Happy to be back. You know, I have to ask you, I, I asked permission to get your chart from you. And I know this puts you in a little bit of a, a vulnerable, naked position for everybody to kind of see your own challenges, your own journey. But I've got to say, were you searching for information and knowledge about yourself when this all came through? Because your keys are so perfect for what you've done with your life. It's it's like it was tailor-made, or did you discover this after you downloaded all the information? Uh, well, I discovered it before, actually. Um, and and then, yeah, it just kind of all, I just looked at it and went, wow, that's, that, that is my life. And <laughs> I've watched it. I, I've actually, since I've kind of had the profile, I've watched it blossom you know and i've seen and i've tangled with the shadows in a lot more depth so yeah i uh, it, it, that's how it kind of I came thought you downloaded me. all this just for you this is <laughs> nails you <laughs> well, of, <laughs> well of course yeah I, uh, it does it does and I, it does for most people actually yeah. yeah but i i think it's quite funny in a way that my as we'll probably get into, but that my life's work is is Gene Key sixty four, you know, which is the kind of the one that contains all the Gene Keys, you know. So um, it's it's kind of neat in that way. It is. In fact, what we're going to be doing is looking at the chart right now. We're going to start at the way these things start right at the top. Life's work. So we're going to take a look at your chart, and here you can see at the very top, we're only focusing on the four outside parts of the diamond. And that's the part that is called the genius or activation sequence, right? That's right. You, the purpose of your life, what you're here for and what you're here to express and do. And yours is so right on just reading even the quick profile on it. If you don't mind my reading a little bit, please. Number 64. I haven't heard it in years. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm, I'm going to share this with you. Okay. So just so you know this, Richard. Beginner's mind. <laughs> your life's work is to inspire others. The inspiration can take many terms. Primarily, your role in the world is to apply your imagination to your own past, which we just talked about, and come up with something really unheard of. Well, you did that. The Gene Keys was unheard of. Um, your kind of inspiration is not about improving the world, though it may, rather is about appreciating the cards we're dealt and making the most of them. This is what was really interesting, too. You need to put the lows as well as the highs into your work and not judge or covet either. And you have the gift of imagination and it goes on. Now, 
this is exactly what you did. This is what Gene Keys is, folding the highs and the lows. How much more specific is that? To inspire others, come up with something unheard of before, and to include the highs and lows, which a lot of people, especially in metaphysical communities, would rather do the highs than the lows. So <laughs> let's talk about that and the challenge that yours brings to you and your life. 64 does have a challenge. We all have it. Also, the other thing it said is that you are a poet by nature, even if you don't write poetry. Well, you have won awards for your poetry. So it was very exact for you. So let's talk about what the shadow of that is. And you've had to work with in order to be able to fulfill that genius? Well, yeah, it's the, sh the shadow is, it, uh, you know, so if, uh, and I'll share also so that other people looking at their profile can look and, you know, we're looking at the top and looking at the shadow keynote that you have there for your life's work. And this is going to be a shadow that can really undermine you for, from fulfilling your life's work. And so for me, it was confusion. So yeah, it says confusion, right? Confusion. Yeah. Yeah. And and also it, what you what you may find is that um, if you listen to someone talk about their shadow or talk about you know you, you might recognize yourself in it as well because the shadows and, and all the gene keys are kind of universal so they're very broad and it means that even if you don't know your birth time you're you it, you're going to probably be able to find the gene key of your life's work quite accurately because it's, it's, it's a, there's a sort of generous time, amount of time. So for me, confusion has been something I've had to deal with. I mean, even just um, kind of having this uh, revelation that happened to me and then not knowing what on earth to do with it um, for many years and being deeply confused and... Um, and, conf and, and confusion is not just mental either. It can be emotional confusion. And, um, you know, it's, it, it, it goes right into your body and your being. And many of us are confused about the direction of our lives and how, you know, so that was for me as well. Like I, I had that, I carried that for many years. I still carry it to a degree, but I sort of befriended it now. Um, and so, it, so a lot of it's sort of been transformed and I, I guess the only times now where I get confused are when there's a high pressure emotional situation, you know, um, and that's like many of us. And and that's when <clears throat> that's when the old pattern, which is completely connected to the 64, um, is it the old pattern for me is going into my head, you know, so because the 64 is all like about the head. And um, and because it's the it's the kind of, it's it's the final gene key, so it's the sort of little um, radar that connects to the whole cosmos. So so I would I would then look to my mind to try and resolve a, an emotional situation, which, as we all know, is a complete disastrous yeah, thing to try and do. <laughs> you know, and and ends up being getting even worse, even more entangled and confused. So. Um, yeah, you can't, you know, I've learned over the years when there is a high pressure situation, simply not to trust anything that my mind tells me, um, because the mind wants us to sort of resolve the confusion as quickly as possible. Right. Um, and often, you know, that just is a matter of waiting. <laughs> right. It's a matter of waiting and letting things play out. Well, the, yeah. the highest city, which is the, the very highest, most um elevated potential for each of us. So your imagination, but the highest one is illumination, 
which yeah. obviously is what happened when the gene keys came through. So yeah. that's your very highest, most evolved potential in that yes. gene key illumination. Yeah, exactly. And you and and hopefully you can see the connection. Yes. You know, in, in your when you really contemplate them, you can see the connection between confusion and illumination. In a way, confusion is like a, a lower frequency of illumination. It's like this, there's this kind of light that's there's this sort of intensity of experience that you can't yet make sense out of. It, but in the state of illumination, there's an intensity of experience, but you're no longer needing to make sense out of it because you're one with it. So it's just, it fills you up. And so it lights you up and, and it, you know, it, it doesn't get wired through the brain anymore. Um, it goes through your whole being and it actually connects you to, to the cosmos. Um, and yeah. as you said, the gift is the gift is the bridge. So whenever you see that your your gift, the word for your gift, it's kind of a bridge between the lower victim entangled shadow states that we experience, and then these very heightened states that we could potentially one day ascend to. And this bridge is the gift, and the gift is something that we're here to kind of manifest in the world in some way, in some way. So you can take that word, like for me, it's imagination which is imagination is of the right brain. And in a minute, you might look at the, you know, the, the, what you'll see is the gene keys come in pairs. And so the opposite of this gene key is the 63rd gene key, which is the left brain. And so that's another story for me. But um, the right brain, in a way, you could say I'm right brain dominant because my life's work is that imagination. Right. And, in, and in a way... Um, the imagination is, is what can lead to confusion. It can lead right. to fantasy. It can lead to, you know, delusion. delusion. <laughs> yeah, all of that stuff is part yeah. of being part of my life. And 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 even, you know, you'll you know, you'll see in a minute, you know, when you see the lower frequency of the other one, it's doubt. And so the doubt lives with the confusion. Um, yes. and they play off each other. <laughs> Yes. And so that's going to be a pairing we'll see in a moment here on the chart where you go from the top down to the right to the area called evolution. We'll get to that in just yeah. a moment and look at how yours pair up for a moment. We'll go ahead and put me on the line. Yeah. So if we go to the top of mine, it's the 43. Yeah. It's Yinky 43, which is more of a, a kind of a creative rebel, but it's shadow side is deafness, which is interesting. And then epiphany is the highest potential with insight in between. So what does that, what would that mean? I mean, you're the one to explain it way yeah. better than me. Well, you know, there's that, what is that definition? The definition of, of, is it idiocy or something? When you, when you know something's wrong, but you keep doing it anyway, yes, you know, yes. that, that, that whole, that, that old cliche. And it's a bit like you're banging your head against your wall, against a wall, and you know it hurts, but you keep doing it. You no, know? <laughs> and that's deafness. Deafness is when we 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 can't get out of a loop. Um, it might be an emotional loop, might be a financial loop, might you know it's going to be at some level a sort of a, a thought construct that we've probably inherited that you may have inherited, um, and that you have to then break through you know, in your life. And the 43 is all about breaking through in the original I Ching, 43, mm -hmm. these relate to the hexagrams, it's called breakthrough. Um, and so often that's the case when you've, when someone is born with the sun in the 43, is that there's, they are 
always being required to make a breakthrough out of that kind of loop of not hearing something you know and it might be a relationship pattern as i said or a health oh, yeah. issue or yeah. you know relationship pattern um yeah. my dad said one time that to was... me honey child you're a slow learner <laughs> it was about something entirely different but this is kind of what you're talking about um is this notion of having being deaf to what your own higher self is trying to tell you. And um, in fact, very recently, I had a massive insight and breakthrough. I mean, it was really an epiphany, just like it should be. It just took a long time. Like you said, honey child, you're a slow learner. And I had this massive epiphany when it comes to relationships of the pattern. Although each thing looked different, I was carrying the same pattern through over and over again and not really seeing it because I was too busy being bathed in it. So I totally hear you. I was deaf in that area of my life really until very recently. Yeah. And you can kind of see through this gene key 43 through those words, it has a relationship to sound deafness insight is something that kind of takes place deep inside us. And epiphany is also almost like a, like a hearing of yeah. the universal codes you know, that kind of rushes through us. Yeah. So there's an acoustic gift or, you know, or trap in yes. this particular key. So I don't know whether that makes in sense. In fact, the way the epiphany came was at four in the morning, I bolted upright in bed and said, I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I had it. I really got it. It's like, oh my God, I would hate to end an incarnation without that pattern, that deafness having been broken. It just took me a while to get there. And I hope anyone else who has the 43 maybe is a little more careful to really listen to their inner truth than I mm. have been in whatever area mm. of life. So anyway, thank you for helping explain that. And so now what we need to do is we want to look at what you call programming partners. So yeah. at the top, we have our life's work um, and then we have our evolution. And you say, there's a line between these two. And these are programming partners that really kind of throughout our life will ping back and forth and challenge us between these two. You just talked about yours a moment ago. So let's put that chart back up and look at your programming partner. I have it written down here. Yours is a 63. And uh, as you said, the shadow is doubt in that one. This is inquiry and truth, very much aligned with your 64, you know, of having illumination, you know, seeking truth, which your life has been dedicated to. But the shadow is doubt. Now, how does that doubtful shadow now ping off of back and forth yeah. with confusion? Well, as you say, this is the, this part, there's three pathways in this sequence. You know, it's a sequence that unravels in our lives. Um, and you'll see how it's connected as we thread this story together. But the first pathway is called challenge. You know, so in, in life, this is ch challenge is what enables us to evolve. And although we would like, part of us would like to not have challenges, it's, it's, it's our life. Our lives are filled with challenges. <laughs> and, and it's very rare that there isn't one right in the forefront of your life of some form. So the the genie, our genius is what we are growing out of these challenges. So um, yes, for me, that that you know, and I'd say that this wherever when you're looking at your sphere of evolution and you're looking at that gene key, anyone, um, and you're looking at those three words, the shadow, the gift, and the city of that gene key, you're really looking at the biggest issue in your life, <laughs> you know, 
doubt. It's called, yeah, it's called evolution for a yeah. purpose, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's it's the kind of it's the main work, it's the main shadow work. So it's it, it goes deep in your being. So for me, it's doubt. You know, the shadow is doubt. And for so, you know, I, I've been plagued by doubts my whole life, you know, and um let me ask you a question at this yeah. point. So here you are, you're minding your own life and your own business. You start getting these downloads. As we said in our last interview, uh, you were changing diapers at the time and everyone's looking at you like, what are you doing? You could have had a completely different path in life. And instead you said, no, I don't, maybe I don't fully understand it, but this is my path. Did that throw you into a lot of doubt? Yeah, huge amount of doubt, huge doubt. For, I don't know, maybe 15 years, I lived with a lot of self-doubt um, because I had this thing in me. As you said, I didn't take the safer path. Um, I had a very nice path laid out for me, actually, in my yes. life. Um, but I didn't. I decided not to take that path, and, um, and therefore I had to live with this doubt as, as I was kind of holding this teaching that I didn't know was a teaching at the time. Um, but I, 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 you know, I had to kind of nurture it and I just trusted at some, I trusted enough in it to weather the doubt and, and doubt comes, you know, would come in cycles and at times where, it, you know, because I just doubt myself. I just think, well, who am I to know this or be given this or do anything right. with this? And, it, and right. then when I started to teach it, the doubt was there as well. Like, will people just think I'm just a mad sort of guy or, you know, and, and what's this founded on and all those questions. And the, see, the doubt is the other side of the brain. As I said, it's the left brain. So in a way, if you think about 63 and 64, which are the last two keys, they teach us something about the, the, the nature of consciousness itself which is the 64 is sort of the arts and the 63 is the sciences, you know? So um, you have, whereas yours is more like 43 is more music, you know? Mm. Yeah, and so it doesn't fall into either of those categories in a way. Um, but in, in me, it's like one side or the other. Um, and, and the doubt always will always undermine, you know, right. the, you know, the, the life path. And so right. when you look at, I mean, for people who are looking, listening to this, look at those two shadows that you have, life's work and evolution, their partners, and see how they might, un they might help each other to undermine you, how confusion breeds doubt, in my case, and doubt feeds off confusion. Right. You know, and, and on the cycle goes, and it's a feedback loop, you know, inside us, inside the brain or inside the, you know, our being. And the trick is to kind of see through that pattern and, and hold yourself through that pattern, that challenge. And then at a certain point you have a breakthrough, you know, you just, because you're, you're not following the loop as a victim anymore, you begin to see it and witness it, and then you can let it go slowly. And then transformation occurs. And then the gifts start to arise um, naturally out of those shadow I hope you're enjoying this video because if you are, there are dozens more like it on my site, all supported by people like you. So if you'd like to keep this work rolling in and join our community, just click on the Patreon button at reginameredith.com. That also gives you access to insider commentary, my live book club, and other live events with special guests. So join in. Thanks. So Richard, 
you mentioned this is just about you personally, just really quick comment. Was it hard for you? Uh, as you said, you had a very nice path laid out for you and a very loving, warm family that would have been very successful and very easy for you to step into. Um, would you say this, how did this affect your family and their understanding of you and your place within your tribe and your family to have made this bold decision to go into this thing you didn't really even fully understand? Well, I think, you know, my family was amazing, actually, and my parents were amazing. Um uh because they sort of gave me space <laughs> you know they gave me rope and and then i was able to kind of I, and, and i had time you know so i had this time to to develop and i think my father sort of looked at me and there was a part of him that was always a bit of a romantic actually um, although he's very much he was very much a realist you know and um but I think he saw the the romantic in in me and 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 saw me as a romantic. I am a bit of a romantic, but I'm also quite grounded. Um, and I so I had to take this path. And yeah, I I was supported. Um, and and lucky you. Um, yeah, and I was so I was really fortunate in that that I could afford to take this path. And then I began to, you know experiment and explore and things became clearer for me and yeah with my own family um my wife also is very patient and um you know really you know although she's not into the same things as me she's not particularly in, into the gene keys um she's been incredibly supportive you yeah. know just of just of my being um and so i i have felt support but so i think it's, it's the good teaching is that if you trust in your inner truth then life supports you and you yes. know, it really does yes um, and so you yeah. that yeah i was i was really fortunate you put yourself on the line yeah okay i just wanted to know about that on a personal level okay so now we'll take a quick look at my line from uh life's work to evolution and the shadow of that one and so this goes from deafness to complexity pinging off one another on the shadow side. So what is what would that look like for anyone else who might hold this pattern? Yes, that, you know, you could kind of see it, can't you? And I'm sure you can explain it, describe it to us better than I can in, in terms of your life. Like when you're not listening to your inner truth, when you're not really listening to your inner being because you're, you're missing the cues, um, and you're going round in a self-destructive pattern in some way, um, then you create more complexity in your life. So every decision you take um, actually just makes things worse. And and the same if you see it the other way around, like by by kind of overthinking things or um, you know getting stuck in your head and and making things more complicated, you then kind of increase your kind of silo so that you're mm -hmm. actually hearing hearing even more even less your blinkers are on and so your opinions become more sort of calcified and um you miss out on life so every time you're looking at shadows they always behave in the same way they close us down from life from others from being in our heart from having an open mind and from just being happy and fulfilled so yeah, yeah. it's really valuable to see these shadows and then begin yes. to kind of unpick them and let them go. 
Well, on the other side of that, on the city side, it moves through to simplicity and then quintessence. And then I'll tell you briefly my own experience of this. But what is quintessence? What does this actually mean? Yeah, well, I, uh, you know, I love the Gene Keys because they have these words, especially some of these more rarefied words that um, kind of we're not used to um, because they're words that are pointing towards something that can't be put into words. And quintessence is one of those words. It's the sort of the essence within the essence within the essence. And quint, quint, you know, it's the it's the fifth element. That's what quintus means in, in, from the Latin. And so it's the distillation of purity, of the purity of our, nat- our nature. And you can see that with epiphany. You know that the nature of epiphany is that when we have an epiphany, it's it's because we've reached the quintessence of something, of life. We've got right to the core of a truth and it's blown us open and, and it's, it's forever changed some part of our shadow nature that we can never then go back to. So, and, and, the, and again, these will come, I don't know for you, you, you described one just now, like they'll come unexpectedly, sporadically in our lives. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, it's a beautiful thing. Yes. And, and so my personal experience of that, as you're explaining it, and I'm looking at it, is that we're, uh, I'm, I was a, quite a slow learner in the one that has uh, epiphany and deafness in terms of one area of my life relationship. It was almost the opposite in all the other areas of life where I was, I don't like overthinking things. I really want to get to the essence I want to feel the truth and the essence and have a sense of knowing about it that I mean, sometimes it can be perceived as intuition, living more intuitively. And so in the rest of my life, I was living more in that area and trying, not trying, just kind of not complicating things. It's like, yes, yes, I feel a big yes, let's do this thing or no, and not really trying to work my way through the intellect of the merits of doing something or not doing it. I tend not to do that. So I think where I wasn't getting it in one area, when it comes to work in other areas, it was very easy for me to not overthink and not make my life too complex. However, in relationships, being a yes person, saying yes to everybody, getting incredibly drained, that has been where that complication comes in where complexity comes in is saying yes to too many people when I I really shouldn't be. So I I can see how that plays, but that's still part of relationship. Yeah, totally. So a big part of deafness can be learning to say an open-hearted no. Yeah. And that's been my biggest uh, deficit, not being able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So I totally see this. I can see how those two have worked together to support I mean, and also there's a process of maturation that occurs in life, whereas we go through things enough, you know, over a long enough period of time, we'd have to be really deaf to still not get it. Right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So let's move over to we're going to go over to the other side that is called radiance. And you can see that here on the chart. And first of all, tell us what radiance is. What does this represent? So the, the first thing I'll say is just like we're following these pathways. So the, as we see, like the pathway of challenge is the so we meet the challenge. And then the second pathway is called breakthrough. And so what it's what that's saying is it's just a little narrative to this sequence. And it's the sequence of our unfolding of our genius is that when we start to meet our challenges head on face to face, we ignite breakthroughs. 
you know so that's as simple as that and and what is it that's breaking through you know one of the things that's breaking through is our radiance you know and our radiance is the light that's literally or the illumination or the you know the light of our higher self or the light of our higher being that's that's literally encoded in our dna it's waiting for us to discover it you know so so every single person has a kind of radiance you know and i mean it, it's it's a great word because it's pointing to, towards you know the fact that humans are you know we have a higher evolution and that we really can shed light into the world you know an inner light and so how do we unlock that inner light that's what the radiance is and so in yours uh, it's key 35 6 35 line 6 and it says your radiance is boundlessness adventure and hunger is the shadow so it's interesting because i want to ask you something else as people go through and look at their quick their profile the free profile it has Another little area um, on it, which I'll bring up in just a moment, because in your quick profile, it says your purpose is to develop the gift of patience. So now let's go first to this radiance, boundlessness, adventure, and then hunger. What does that mean for you? Well, you have to, you know, with the Gene Keys words, you have to go quite deeply into them. They're very archetypal. So, you know, you might have a, a really unpleasant word as a shadow, like you might have corruption. You might think, well, I'm not corrupt. You know, it's like, and hunger, what does that mean? So you have to like let your contemplation dig a bit into these words that, you know, they're universal archetypes. And so hunger, for example, is the restlessness of human nature. So the hunger is a real kind of angsty energy that won't let you rest you know, because it's like you're always looking for the next thing. You're always looking for something outside to fulfill you, you know, which was the case for me, always looking for something outside to fulfill me, whether it's, a, you know, in my young years, it was definitely relationships, you know, looking for the perfect love or the perfect woman or the perfect partner and, 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 and you know, or the perfect place to live and not really knowing. And then when you get it, it's not quite right. So you, the hunger just comes back again and, and you never escape that cycle. So it's like, you know, so that is, that's the kind of unpleasant story in the shadow of, you know, that key. Um, and they, and again, they drive us, they drive us crazy, these things until we begin to sort of make peace with them, you know, and that's, as you, as we've been talking, that's what the Gene Keys are all about making yeah, peace with so- the shadows. Yeah, so for you, that would then move into, um, we just had a second ago, uh, boundlessness and adventure. Yeah, so you can see how hunger, you change the frequency, it becomes adventure. So so instead of like it being like, I'm looking for the answer out there, you can take the same energy into the world and you can actually just be, well, actually, it's enough just, you know, to discover things. Um, and instead of looking always for fulfillment on the, from the outside, yeah. I can take that energy and I can even look at my own past and go, well, it's all been, you know, even though it was, is I've never really found the fulfillment I was hoping for, it's all been incredible as an adventure. Even the unpleasant things have sort of had a kind of, I've learned something. And that's, so we shift our view. So that's what I've learned to do is to shift the view so that something unpleasant can actually become kind of an adventure 
you know, <laughs> and 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 it, and that's a very different way of looking at life. It's all a matter of perception. In yeah. the end, it's all a matter of what you choose to make it. Yeah. Right. So, so every key operates like that. It's a shift in our perception that then changes the external life because we're perceiving it differently. Right. Um, and that's, yeah. So that's that's been part of my story as well. So we're looking over at Radiance in Mind 49.6. It's That one is uh, intolerance and forgiveness. Number four, right. Intolerance leading to forgiveness. And that's over on that radiance side. So what does that mean? Just really quickly. Well, it means in a way that your radiance is hidden behind that code, you know, so everywhere where you find intolerance or you express intolerance or you, you know, in the world, see it. And, you know, somewhere in that pattern is hidden the transformation um, so if you have the thing to understand about these keys is that if you have a certain key like that imprinted um, and you look at the gift and the city, it, you're going to need those gifts in life. You know, yes. you're going to need them because you're going to meet intolerance. You know, it's going to be a theme that comes to you and that you get tangled up with at times. And it might not even be you. That's the thing about these keys. Sometimes look at the shadow and go, well, it might be something you meet a lot and you're having to deal with it as part of your challenge. And, and part of your breakthrough. So, um, but then you're going to need forgiveness <laughs> above all, you know, because that's what's going to unlock your radiance is that same with me. Like if, if, I, if I can drop into that boundless sense of life is eternal and, you know, some of these things don't matter nearly as much as I think they do, um, then I'm going to begin to relax. And when I begin to unrelax, same with you, as you begin to become more and more forgiving and more and less and less judgmental of the world and the way things are going and dropping into a deeper sense of trust and understanding, which is the gift of the four, then, you know, that radiance starts to kind of come out of you. Yeah. You really start to relax into your sort of soul purpose, yeah. you know. Yes, I, and I relate to that because... Just the words forgiveness and understanding, I I have kind of been called on the carpet for saying I don't really believe in forgiveness, but I because if you have understanding, forgiveness is a given already baked into it. And so mm-hmm. I, I think I see that bridge. I kind of stop maybe I just stop at the bridge. I don't know. But to me, once you understand there is no forgiveness to be had. I mean, it's already done. Exactly. And the cities are a bit like that, these higher states, like it's the same with boundlessness. It's like you don't, you know, boundlessness is, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's already part of life. It's, it it is the background consciousness of all humans. Yes. So we sort of discover it and and it's not something we evolve in a way. It's already there underneath. Yes. Okay, now how does that one relate to our life's purpose that is the one at the bottom of this diamond? Yes, so the, so the, the, the lightning path is challenge, breakthrough, core stability. Yes. You know, and it's a really lovely little you know, thing. Um, so we meet the challenge of our shadows. We ignite a breakthrough or a series of breakthroughs in our life. And every time we have a breakthrough and our radiance, a bit more of our radiance emerges, then we actually become more stable in our being. 
So we begin to discover core stability. And at the base of our being is our, is our true purpose. So this is when Here's you look at your five, key five with the line six. We're not going to get five. into the lines today. Totally. Yeah. So you're a five timelessness and impatience. Yes, exactly. So, you know, this is about trust you know, deep trust in the timing of life. That's what the Gene Key 5 is all about, the rhythms and timings and pulses of life. And so when you get, the, you know, the purpose is really deeply embedded in the body, very physical in the body. So for us to come into a state of core stability, we have to be really grounded in our body. So really working with these keys in this sequence, we, we're here to activate our, our purpose, our genius. You know, and our genius and our purpose are kind of the same thing in a way. It's our higher purpose. And, and people often ask, well, what's the difference between life's work and purpose? And mm -hmm. life's work is what we're here to do. The purpose is about our being. It's about who, it's, you know, the purpose never changes. Our being doesn't change. Like for me, deep patience is who I am, you know, and timelessness when I really relax deeply is who I am here to be. And, and then impatience is me when I'm not, when I'm out of trust, you know, when my body is in a pattern, a shadow pattern, and then I'm all nervous and I'm, and I'm impatient. I want things quicker than, than they coming. And, you know, I'm out of sync. Mm -hmm. And when I'm out of sync, then everything else around me is out of sync as well, or seems right. to be. Right. And, and so that's, you know, and actually, if you come into the Gene Keys and you explore them, you'll see, you'll hear my voice a lot. And one of the things you'll hear from me is patience um, over and over again. And it's almost like I'm preaching to myself a lot of the time <laughs> because I've learned that that for, for all human beings, not just for me, is everything comes in time and things take time in the physical plane and transformation takes time. And so working at these shadows and letting go of them and transforming them takes years. You know, I mean, you can have the experience, a breakthrough quickly, and you can then suddenly feel more stable in your being again. But this, this, whole, this whole sequence is about attaining a sense of permanent inner stability, you know, that, that, that doesn't go away. You know, so it's, it's really a beautiful unraveling. I mean, that's my experience is that I have solidified in that sequence and I mean, many others who've worked with gene keys as well have had the similar experience but through their keys in different ways whether theirs is compassion or whether it's you know whatever it is the there's 64 of the combinations um so yeah for me um patience has been my great great teacher and another one that's stressed repeatedly throughout your, your books is a patience and also gentleness. And this is what makes it unique and beautiful. And it allows it to be so approachable for people. And like you said, there is, even when you're presenting in your audio files, when people go on and take the course, it's just beautiful. I, I, I went to a friend's the other day and she happened to be doing yoga when I arrived, listening to your Venus sequence while she was oh. doing yoga. It was so beautiful because your voice has a very a beautiful frequency. So it carries the information in and she was just passively absorbing it while she was doing her yoga. And I like to do that to just sit and look out the window and then just listen to your voice as I'm going through these keys myself. It's very, it's very soothing and beautiful and gentle. So it really carries, it carries the frequency of gentleness with it. 
So I'm going to, we're going to go ahead and kind of wrap this part of it up. So down for me, the purpose in life is um, the 49 key. And that has to do with the shadow of reaction. And we, I want to get into that a moment in something you wrote about it, about humanity at large, which I found very important and beautiful, uh, which moves through revolution and then rebirth and kind of having revolution at the core um, of the gift. So if you could tell us a little bit about people that have the 49 as the purpose reaction moving through to rebirth. Yeah, that's a, you know, the, the, that, that shows that the thing that creates, you know, you have core stability, but then you also at the shadow, we have core instability. You know? yes. And so if you look at the shadows, you'll see, you'll see where your instability lies. So you're going to see that reaction and, um, and what was it? Uh, intolerance. Those yes. two are going to be, they're going to fuel each other, you know, cause they're the, like, so every time you forget, to kind of be you know you you're judgmental of someone or something or a situation then you fuel that reaction and the reaction then you know and, and vice versa you know so reactions are you know that that gene key is very uh, explosive 49 it's um it, it it can be very emotional and um powerful in that way so it you know it it like it's also very passionate but you can see because the gift is revolution, you know, yeah. so it can create a huge change. But revolution, you know, at a, at a sort of unconscious level, just is reaction. You're just reacting to whatever's coming at you um, without much awareness. And until you build that awareness, then you can't harness the revolutionary energy, which is the energy that creates positive change. Otherwise, So think of all the relationships in the world. You know, if people have the 49 and they're not aware of it um, and they're fighting with their partner um, and constantly in that reaction and it's a codependent relationship and you can't break out of it. Um, and I mean, imagine, you know, for you, like if you're if you had no awareness, look at this, look at this profile, the deafness, the reaction, yeah. you know, the combination of these shadows is just horrendous. It's the same yes. for all of them. Minor, equally horrendous. <laughs> Impatience and doubt. And, you know, it's like they're, they're, you're looking at there's a there's a thing in the when you go to the profiler. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that you can switch all only the shadows on. So oh no, I look, haven't. I haven't tried. Yeah. So there's a slider and there's a button on the side you can press. So you only see your own shadows, and then you're literally looking at, you know, the worst case scenario of, of your incarnation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for someone who wants to get real really fast without the yeah. gentleness. <laughs> but you can do the same with the gifts, you know. Yeah. So you can only turn on the gifts and see, wow, look at what I am look at the genius that I could put out into the world with revolution. You're going, you know, I mean, you do it, Regina, you, you create massive change in people's lives. Um, so your, yours is, you know, and, and it's rooted in this sense of, you know, forgiveness and, and, you know, you're so unjudgmental. You've kind of explored so many different paradigms. Um, and then obviously the rebirth is, that's a powerful one because, um, rebirth is more than just rebirth at an individual level. It's about rebirth as a kind of archetype of life mm -hmm. is that life is designed to give to, you know, to kind of, to keep on transcending itself. Give birth to new paradigms. Exactly. 
and yeah. new paradigms of thought. And, and it is true that I have spent a lot of my lifetime doing that. However, that does not make me exempt from reaction <laughs> in the areas that are still have that are unhealed, you know, and we have these unhealed areas. So, yeah. and again, where again, and it has to do with you're right on, it has to do with an intolerance of something where there's something that I have a bug about. And then when that gets tripped up, then the reactions come. And so that I've been working on also for my lifetime, but it still happens. So I just wanted to say too, when you were writing about the 49 in the Gene Keys book, you were talking about the fact that humanity itself, and we talked about this in the last interview a bit, that a new type of being is going to start being birthed into the world with new capabilities and understandings uh, beginning, I think you said in five years, 2027. I think that's the same in uh, human design. It's coming from a similar, the same place. And that uh, the way human design explained it was that, um, or at least one person I know that's in very involved with human design is the people being born after that can almost seem kind of autistic and austere. The way what you're saying, however, to me makes more sense. And that is that this heavily reactionary aspect of human nature starts going by the by. So we're they are more in they're more in knowing and less reactive. The people that start incarnating after 2025 can that will create a more peaceful coherent world, no doubt about it, even if it doesn't look as wildly crazy and passionate on some levels. Can you explain that? Because now we're kind of done with looking at our at yeah. our uh, profiles and looking at a larger statement about where humanity is heading. Yeah, it's like it's there are layers, as you know, there are so many layers in the gene key. So you you'll look at your profile and you'll look at the keys in your profile and, and it and like we've just done, apply it individually to your life. But then you can look at every gene key as um, how it works throughout the totality of humanity. Um, and so every key then has a, has a different, a, a more collective meaning as well. <clears throat> so if you really understand that, <clears throat> it starts to show you, you know, what your, what your kind of higher purpose is within this whole framework of evolution. And so the 49 is, is a very important one for these times because it um, it's part of one of the keys inside the whole of the DNA makeup of humanity that's undergoing a mutation. Um, it's one of the first ones to mutate, and and mutate means uh, kind of transform, you know, it, organically inside itself. Yeah. You know, and, and there are lots of ways in which mutations occur in our DNA, you know, and some of the ways are, you know, often through um, increased atmospheric pressure, um, heat, um, you know, so things like, like global warming and, 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 in, and crisis and things that they really exacerbate mutations in DNA. And some of them, some of those mutations are negative, you know, so they, they can lead to cancers and things. And some of them can lead to breakthroughs and they can open up aspects of ourselves that um, have been dormant, you know, for, for millennia. You know, so the yeah, the, the, the patterning behind the 49th gene key of rebirth is that built, baked into every human being, regardless of your profiles, is the capacity to give birth to a new human 
And it's and this is baked into everything in nature because the gene keys are everywhere. They're in everything. They're in everything alive. And even the things that we don't consider alive, they're also imprinted because they're part of a, of, a, of a matrix, a template that exists throughout the whole universe, 64-fold universe, space-time continuum. So when you look at one of these archetypes, like the 49, and you realize, wow, that's the first, that's one of the first keys that's going to change in this epoch. Mm-hmm. Um, you realize, wow, you're, you know, if you're holding that key in your profile, it has an additional kind of, you know, it's going to possibly push you into a higher sort of purpose where you're in a role that helps bring awareness to that change. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is what I would say you are, but Yes, rebirth is something that um, humanity's slowly yeah. undergoing, and yeah. the you know yes, the predictions from looking at wider patterns in the gene keys, uh, evolutionary patterns um, that span thousands and thousands of years, using the precession of the equinoxes, for example, is where you get to see big, big patterns over hundreds and hundreds of years. We're about to go through in twenty twenty seven a shift in one of those big paradigms, you know? So, and that doesn't mean it happens overnight, but it means that we're in it now, you know, we're very close to it. So we're in a transitionary phase where a new human being is literally being rewired and reborn inside us. And so, yeah, the, I mean, the, some of the predictions that came out of the human design world and Ra, the founder, were that um, new children new children would start to be born after 2027 with a physical mutation that would enable them to um, access that holistic consciousness. And it's all based in the solar plexus. So that's another part of the story. But, you know, um, you know it's, a, it's an awareness system in us that's been dormant, that, that supersedes the brain. Um, and then the, so the brain is, is now our kind of main kind of awareness center but actually deep in the solar plexus lies a much more advanced collective intelligence um uh, that actually has more power than the brain in a way yes so that so that that kind of as that gets switched on then a new human a collective human begins slowly to emerge and you can see this pattern like as at the same time as things collapsing on the outside, there's something very exciting and extraordinary being born on the inside, but you can't really see it yet, but people are feeling it, you know, um, and not everyone, but some. So, so there's kind of both hope and despair at the same time. Um, I think that's accurate. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, certainly a lot of the people I know and that I have around me in life are feeling those uh, seemingly opposing thoughts, but one's just ready to give birth to the other. Another thing I wanted to say, Richard, as we're talking about this, as I went through the it, the book that's associated with looking at this pro, these profiles we've talked about today is called uh, Your Genius, right? Isn't that yeah. the, the book? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a slim book that takes you through how this all works together. And then you apply it by looking deeper into the actual codes themselves, the gene keys themselves. So I just want to let people know that. Now, another thing that it does talk about, and this is interesting, and a friend of mine who's studying gene keys says, finds it very freeing, is that each of these gene keys has a dot number one through six. And it's a very specific way with 
each of the keys with each of these sequences, the way this one through six works. And she said she felt it very freeing that you don't have to be all things. You're not required to be all things. There's a way in which you specifically interface with this key and how you bring that out into your world or even the world around you. So that book does explain for that particular genius sequence, it gives the lines one through six and the further kind of overlay to how you engage with that. So I just wanted to mention that, that lines one through six, and it's different for each sequence. Totally. And can I also add that, you know, there's the, you know, many people love the books, um, there's also the an online program that contains the book, but also contains additional videos by me that go yes. through in more depth um, yes. and detail. So I, I would recommend, if you can, both, both yes. the book so that you can kind of read and contemplate. But the online program gives you a lot more depth and detail. And also your profile is integrated into it. So you get the audios for each for each of your keys as you kind of move through them and it uh, you know, so there's there's a lot more. Yeah, I agree. Much more in depth, much more uh, subtle and refined information flowing through than what you get just out of the book. So, yeah, again, you know, whether you're doing yoga or whatnot, it is very um, it, it seeps in in its own way. And then we get to listen to your beautiful voice. of course. So, um, OK, so finally on that, what I was going to say is uh, next time we get together, we promise this is going to be a three part sequence. It probably should be four, but we're definitely doing the Venus sequence, which is relationships, how we function with one another and inside ourselves with relationships. And this will be fun. Yours. I looked at this. This is under uh, here. It is. This is yours. It's under love. It says in relationships, my greatest challenge is to transform the shadow of unease into the gift of intuition. And the highest expression of my heart is intoxication. So that's where we're going to start out next time on yours. And what mine is, it has a similarity at the end. In relationships, my greatest challenge is to transform the shadow of purposelessness into the gift of totality. And the high expression, highest expression in my heart is intoxication. So we've intoxication. We're going to find out what that means <laughs> for all of us in humanity. What does intoxication actually mean? So next time we'll be digging into the Venus sequence. And meanwhile, thank you for being willing to reveal yourself and share yourself with us, Richard. Uh, People that know your work don't necessarily know all of you and uh, your own challenges and such in life. And the same goes for me. So I'm really, I'm very happy we were able to, as a a way to illustrate how it works, dig into you on a personal level a bit. Totally delighted. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Again, everybody, if you haven't already done so, you can go to genekeys.com and you can click under free profile and then uh, take a look at yours and look at the companion, either go into a course that has the recordings of it or pick up a copy of the Gene Keys book to dive deeper into the actual keys themselves, which is sort of essential in this Um, and have fun kind of piecing together the beauty of your own life, the challenge and the gifts of your own life. It's a very rewarding journey. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on ReginaMeredith.com.
If you enjoyed this video, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, and you might also want to consider joining Patreon, which allows me to keep all of this content free and available to everyone. And if you're looking for like-minded souls, you might also enjoy my online community called Our Neighborhood. Links to join are in the description.